Welcome back. I'm recording in my closet. It's my new closet. I don't think I've actually successfully recorded in here before. I'm just looking around like you guys can all look at all the shitty gift wrap that we reuse and the gift bags we also reuse. And my uniform jackets. Heavy sigh. My whole life right now is a heavy sigh. Alright, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen here. I've been up since... Well, I got up at three for a couple hours for no apparent fucking reason whatsoever. And then I had to get up at six with Stella, Still Bill, Mama, Still Bill. You know what? I don't know what I'm going to talk about. So I'm going to just play a quick little clip for you guys that I hope you find amusing. Mama. 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 Still Bill. Still Bill talks like Batman. Okay, that's my daughter if this is your first show. And she likes to talk like this. She likes to say, Mama. Mama. Anyway, it cracks me the fuck up because she's like this little tiny blonde baby that talks like Batman. Anyway, it makes me laugh. So there's that. Okay, what, what can I talk about? I haven't told you about moving yet, which is kind of a funny story. Oh, and for those of you who reached out uh, concerned about Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia. Thank you very much. It's very nice of you. I appreciate it very much. And, you know, sometimes in life, you got to take it one day at a time. One day at a time, sweet Jesus. That's about it, you know, and she's... She seems the same as usual. I think she's using, you know, this whole stroke thing as, like, uh, an excuse to lay down more. And my mom, like, lays down more than than someone in prison. I think she lays down a good 22 hours a day, I'm going to say. Outside of ventures to the bathroom and the occasional Mr. Noodles. Like, I don't know. She eats like she's a fucking college student. And it drives me absolutely insane. Because she hates my cooking. Uh, you know, she won't... Okay, let me give you some examples of how my mom feels about the way I cook. And I'm not saying she's wrong. I'm just saying it hurts, okay? I'm not saying it's not true. Just that... Okay, so here's here's one example. There was one time uh, I made chicken noodle soup from scratch. And but when I say that, what I mean is I brined and roasted a chicken. And then I took that carcass and I boiled it all day long. Some nice aromatics, you know, some nice aromatics. And what we did, I proceeded to boil that all day long. Uh, I made a nice soup. And I brought my mom some. And she said she prefers Campbell's chicken and noodle soup. No, 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 that's not what she said. Chicken and noodle soup. It's better. She didn't like the, the, the spicy I put in it. She didn't like the spices. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Okay, and then there was the other time that I made spinach and ricotta tortellini from scratch. Like, I made the dough, I made the filling, I made a really nice bolognese sauce, and told her I was bringing it over for for Sunday so we could all have dinner together. Uh, she proceeded to eat uh, Mr. Noodles mixed with cream of mushroom soup when she knew I had spent hours and hours preparing this meal. Don't worry though. She did. She did nibble at it a little bit, and then and then she said, "Well, this would be good if you were really, really hungry." And then she's like, "Kind of tastes like dog food." And then she put some on the ground for Max, the very expensive dog, 
And she's like, look, the dog won't even eat it. And he didn't. Yeah. So, <laughs> do you see what I mean? Rock, hard place, me. <laughs> so she drives me fucking crazy. Because she won't cook. Or she very rarely will stand up long enough to cook. Uh, and she doesn't like my, you know, semi-nutritious food. Or at least more nutritious than prepared, salty, shitty, sugary food that she likes to eat. So I don't know what to do. And I feel quite hopeless. And I feel a lot of despair that she just won't take care of herself. And I don't think she understands that in the long run... It's just not going to happen. It's just not going to help her at all. It's just going to make things worse for her. And really me, <laughs> you know, which is really the most important thing. No one, no one wants to make me unhappy. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Uh, yeah, so I don't know what to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just take this time in my recording studio, otherwise known as the basement closet, to uh, just avoid thinking about real life for a few minutes because it's stressing me out and it's not allowing me to sleep and it's... It's leading to bouts of rage and feeling completely and totally helpless. So yeah, let's just let it go. Uh, I noticed thanks to Facebook and the year in review thing that they have, or you have memories from 15 years ago about people from Facebook that you, like I, there are so many people that I have just taken off my newsfeed because I just, I don't even, honestly, I don't even remember how I knew them. Or know them because I don't know if they're from the Return to Sender podcast. I, there was a time very early in the 2010s that I was just friending complete and total random people, and I can't even tell to this day who, who is whom is whom. Do you know what I mean? So these all these things come up like, oh, you became friends with such and such. I'm like, who the fuck is that again? I don't know who you are. But the funny thing that showed up uh, is my mom's robe. I don't know if you guys remember. I have one listener in particular who I think that is her favorite episode by far. It's just my mom in a robe, you know, inappropriately small robe with tons of holes in it that she just refused to to, to give up. And I ended up throwing it out. And it, it was one of the best moments of my life. But also, you know, in my memories or from the past today or whatever the fuck Zuckerberg... I can never say Zuckerberg. I don't know why I choke on it all the time. Anyway, he came up with it. So I'm looking through and... It's funny because it seems to be either on May 24th or May 25th is when the robe makes its outdoor debut. So I was kind of, I got a little nostalgic for the robe, even though it's made me so very angry on so many occasions. I, I kind of, I felt a little pang of like, oh, it'll never be seen again. And then I thought, thank God, it'll never be seen again. And the neighbors, I think they're pretty happy as well. You know, not to say that my mom hasn't got it, because she's got it, if you know what I mean. And if you've got it, oh, please just cover it up, for the love of God. Uh, I keep teasing her. <laughs> uh, I, just in case you missed the episode I'm talking about, I think it's called That's a No Good Part 2. And uh, she had a roommate for a time in the hospital who, who you know, like most men in their, I'm going to assume, late 70s, want their dick rubbed. And I'm always bugging my mom about getting a boyfriend and stuff. And she said, oh, why can't I find a nice boyfriend? I'm like, you missed your big chance. The guy in the bed next to you was Italian, probably has a monstrous pension, and he wanted his dick rubbed. Why didn't you go rub his dick? She's like, oh, I should have went to introduce him myself. <laughs> you can say what you want about my mom. She can be a vicious cunt sometimes, but she's my mom and she's fucking hilarious. So it's win-win as far as I'm concerned. 
Uh, okay, so the move. I've got to really speed this up. I did one of my, I'm just going to go downstairs for 20 minutes. I need some me time. But look, dude, I've been doling out me time around here to others. Well, most, most likely Sarah. Because, you know, she's going back to work soon. And oh, please, God, pray for me, man. I'm not going to make it. I don't know what I'm going to do when she goes back to work. Because I'm going to have to get both kids ready. And then Stella getting used to daycare is going to fucking suck so hard. Because they just fucking cry for like a month. And then they get sick for a year. And it's just, it's just going to be awful. Oh, man. Not looking forward to it. So those these shows will come even fewer and further between. Or I'll just run away to my studio to get some me time. Anyway, I'm doling out me time. I'm handing it out like candy. Okay? So I just want you to know that my spouse is very well taken care of. And she tries to reciprocate. And the times that she does reciprocate, I don't want to talk. I just can't even stand myself. So I just... Go on my phone and watch the same episode of Fargo 15 fucking times because I can never hear it. And, uh, yeah. Can I tell you a really gross story? It's a story I probably shouldn't tell, but I'm going to do it because it's just you and me in here. And you know what? Half the time I feel like nobody's even fucking listening anyway, so what's the difference? Uh, it's pretty gross. Look, if you're nauseous, if you're eating right now, uh, if you're thinking about eating ever again, just skip ahead. I'm going to say about a minute and a half, okay? Starting now. There was this one time. Okay, Stella, let's talk about my daughter for a second. She's, she's almost one. She's, we're going to use the term spirited. Okay. She just, she has a can do attitude and she's very determined, very strong willed. I'm afraid for my life. Like for example, one time I'm laying on the floor to try and keep her company and stay awake till bedtime. Cause in, in my mind right now, it's like countdown to bedtime. When are we going to bed? How about bedtime? Let's go to bed now. It's 5.30. That's your problem. Do you know what I mean? That's where I'm at. I mean, just in fucking complete survival mode. She comes up on top of me and I think, oh, that's nice. She's coming to give me a hug. No, she's not. She uses her two hands to grab fistfuls of my hair at the scalp and proceed to shake me. Yeah, it's that's real fun. So on the same vein, she's she's known to everyone to be someone like she she'll pick up a grain of sand and eat it. Like she eats, she eats dirt and I fear that she will be a Play-Doh slash paste eater and be ridiculed for it. So I'm a little bit concerned about it, but this really gross story. Oh, you know what? You need to fast forward another two minutes. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. She, okay. Long story short, uh, Sarah was changing her diaper and Stella shit out one of my super long hairs and, uh, Sarah had to grab it with a baby wipe and pull it all the way out. Okay. That's the show. Thanks so much for joining me, everybody. Had a great time in the closet. Boo, boo, boo. Okay, you know what? I've got another 10 minutes here to hang out, and I've got a segment from Brit. So, lucky ducks, right? Am I right? Am I right? The segment's from a really long time ago, so if it doesn't really make any sense, it's my fault. Okay, so let's just briefly talk about moving, the whole house buying process. So we got kind of fucked a little bit, I feel, on the sale of our home. But funny thing about the condo we were selling, uh, nobody wants to fucking buy one on account of how there are so many of them and they're kind of shitty you know like they're not shitty I shouldn't say they're shitty it's great because people come and shovel and you never have to mow the lawn and stuff like that but what's shitty about that condo is for the most part I'm going to say the neighbors oh god I just said it aloud oh I did and I meant it and it felt good there's the guy across the street with his stupid fucking kid who my son's name is Malcolm and the stupid fucking kid across the street calls him welcome and I don't know how many times Malcolm has said to him, my name's not welcome. My name is Malcolm. Two M's, two L's. And he just like, huh? And I'm like, yeah, I can, I can see the relation between you and your fucking 
parents. Ugh. So, you know, Sarah and I are just, I wouldn't use the term aloof. I feel like we're really friendly, but I also feel like we don't really fucking like anyone. I don't know. Are you guys that way? Are you just like overtly friendly and hang out with people and drink in each other's garages? I don't know. We're just not that kind. And so we, we will not be missed. I feel like, I feel like we will not be missed there at all. No one's going to notice our absence, but I also feel like, uh, who cares? You know, I just, I don't know. I guess you should know your neighbors, but I just don't really give a shit. That's what I'm trying to get down to. And what was my point? What I miss the most about that house is we backed onto a very beautiful forest. It's very scenic. There's nobody behind us except for a forest and the occasional deer. It was just a really, really wonderful thing. And then we've moved to this house and we're just like crunched up with a bunch of like my yard is not, you know, very big. I'll listen to me complain. It's just an adjustment going from a forested backyard, which is a very wonderful luxury to this kind of like very suburban, very smushed together uh, tiny yard. I feel like I can look into everyone's house and I feel like they can look into my house and I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like it. It weirds me out. It's just like that. Okay. So sold the house. I feel like we gone pet over a little bit. I feel like we just needed to get the fuck out of there and maybe we took an offer we shouldn't or something, but everybody always feels that way. And especially me. So who fucking cares? Just, I'm just trying to let it go so hard, but it's so difficult because I just, I just feel like we just kind of Oh, you know, we just took it a little bit and it just hurts, but we're out. And as of right now, who knows how many of those condos are for sale? I'm going to guess like 15 and none of them is sold. So, I mean, I could have worse problems, I guess. Uh, here's a tip. If you ever need to find out a referral, don't ask anyone you work with. And let me tell you why. Because it never works out. Ever. It's, I don't think it's ever worked out for me, a referral from a friend or a friend who does side jobs or odd jobs. It's almost never worked out. The one time it worked out for me uh, was when my friend Buster recommended his friend to build my mom's deck. That is the only time it has ever worked out. So I, I'm asking around, like, who do you use to move, blah, blah, blah. This chick's like, oh, use Accurate Movers. That's right. I said Accurate Movers. Accurate Movers. Okay. Just remember that. That's the real name. I'm not... This is my review. I'm yelping right now. I'm really yelping. So I asked this chick, she's like, I've moved four times in four years and they they do an excellent job. They're really fast. Uh, they work hard and uh, it, it'll be great. So I'm in Victoria. I come back from Victoria and it's like, go, go, go. My mom's at home now. Or at that point, I should say, and I'm just, I'm just moving shit because I've run out of time because, you know, of course, my mom's very selfish. She got sick at a very inconvenient time for me. And isn't that is not just too bad. You know what I mean? I was so close to happiness and it just, mm, just out of my grasp. So I, I kind of weaseled away or whittled away, I should say. Well, maybe weaseled uh, all my time. So I've, I'm just now hustling hard and my sister's helping me. My niece is helping me. We're fucking taking load after load after load. And I am moving shit. Like you don't realize how much dumb shit you have until you have to move all of that shit. Like kids have so much shit. If it were me, like just me, my stuff, I could have moved out in a garbage bag or three max, but I just made trip after trip after trip after trip. I took every single fucking thing I could carry. All that was left was the furniture. Okay. So I'm like, well, this is cool then. This shouldn't take that long. I mean, I'm looking around, you know, there's two, two full length couches, a love seat, biggest mistake in my life. Don't buy a love seat, a uh, lazy boy and 
beds and a treadmill, a freezer, and like just big furniture and like a bike and a few boxes in the garage that I didn't get to. So the moving day comes. They're supposed to be there at 10. I'm thinking, great, we're going to get an early start. They should be gone by three because there's not much to move here. No, that didn't happen. Of course not. Why would that happen? So I start to panic around 1030. And I call the moving company. I said, so just to double check, like you guys have a truck coming here today, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be there. Don't worry. We're going to be there. I'm going to I'll give them a call. Okay. All right. 11 o'clock rolls around. Now I'm starting to get mad. You know, because why would you say you're going to be somewhere at 10 and then it's 11 o'clock and nobody phones and nobody's here and I'm just standing around like a fucking moron because I'm waiting for these guys to show up. Great. 11.30 is when they show up. I called I called the moving company again. And uh, she's like, oh, they're going to be on their way. I was like, well, let me guess. They're, they're getting high and they're going to go eat a fucking Egg McMuffin and then they'll show up when they fucking feel like it, I guess. That's what I'm assuming happened. I don't know. They get to my house. They don't apologize for being late. Nothing. I just, man, do I have a hard time with stuff like that. Like, I've been trying to get someone to rototill my mom's garden for, I think, three weeks. And that fucking asshole didn't call me back either. And I, this is a company, like an actual company. And I called and I called and I called. I think I called three times. Nobody calls me back. And then I, on the third time I called and I talked to the same guy I talked to last time. And I said, listen to me. Um, I need this garden tilled. And I need to know when you're coming. Because if I called you every time my mom wanted me to call you, I would never stop calling you. Do you understand me? And he starts laughing and he's like, ha, 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 yeah, we'll call you right back. I'm like, wait a minute. I need you to call me back. And I said, if you don't call me back, I'm going to drive to St. Andrews and I'm going to sit in your office and I'm not going to leave. <laughs> I'm like, do you understand me? I am not kidding. And he said, okay, we'll call you back. We'll call you back. We'll call you back. Three weeks after I initially called this fucking place, I booked my appointment and this guy finally fucking calls me back. And he says, oh, hey, yeah, so, uh, yeah, we need a, a rear time tiller. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be around $300. And I was like, pardon me, your, your receptionist quoted me 45 an hour, a minimum of two hours. Oh, yeah, but with this one, you know, it's 76 bucks an hour and you got to pay travel time and all this shit. And I'm like, I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, you know how much time of mine you've wasted now? I'm three weeks behind now. Oh, well, uh, I'm like, well, maybe tell your receptionist that what the quote, what the quotes are. I explained the situation to her. I told her the approximate size of the, of the ground that needed to be tilled. Well, uh, and I was like, yeah. And what's with you guys not returning any phone calls? Like how many times do I have to call you? Like you should be calling me back. Isn't that how you run a business? Well, you know, and I said, well, I'm not going to recommend your company to anybody. I'm never going to call you again. Oh, and I was like, you know, that's really poor customer service. I'm very disappointed. You know what he says to me, this son of a bitch? After he wastes all my fucking time and I have to wait and it's like May long weekend and Mama Mia's getting pretty amped up to get those tomatoes in the ground or at least watch me do it, I should say. It's her favorite activity. And uh, he, he pulled the I'm sorry you feel that way. And look, OK, I'll admit I had a bit of a fucking tone when I was talking to the dude, but I also feel like do your fucking job. Like, what does it take to give somebody a three minute phone call to tell them? the rate at least, the correct rate, and then maybe tell your fucking receptionist who is obviously a moron, like you have one job. I don't know. How do you not know the rates for some anyway, whatever. Okay, so he I'm sorry you feel that way to me, which is the biggest slap in the fucking face that anyone can dole out. Because 
I think they don't, people who say that must not know that anyone else can, can see through the thick veil that they have created. The, I'm sorry you feel that way is actually go fuck yourself veil. Well, guess what? That veil see through. Okay. I, I know what you mean. So I'm like, I, that's when I, like I stood up and you know, I don't like aerobic activity. I'll tell you that right now. Okay. If I can sit, I'll sit. So I stood up and I just, I, I clenched my hand. Like I could see my knuckles getting weight around my phone. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, well, I don't know if you're aware of it, but I know what I'm sorry you feel that way means. That is in no way an apology. That's actually kind of a, an insult. I said, I, I, I know what that means. And then he starts talking and I say, listen, just in future, what you should do is make sure your receptionist has the right quotes on hand and call people back. So why don't you go ahead and have yourself a great day? And I just, I just hung up because that have a great day. You know what that also means? That's a double fuck you. Cause I didn't want him to have a bad day. I wanted him to have a very poor day. In fact, oh, cunts just surrounded by cunts. That's, that's my lot in life. Just like chronic assholes who don't know how to do their job and make my life miserable. Like the movers, for example. So do you know who showed up to move all of my fucking stuff? Uh, dumb endeavor. Okay. That's, that, that's who came. There, there was a, a tall, skinny black man. Not that it matters. Doesn't matter. Just saying. He actually reminded me of Bernard from, oh God, why can't I think? Westworld. He looked like him. He sounded like him. It was weird. It's like Bernard's moving my shit right now. And I'm not trying to knock movers, okay? I should mention the other guy was about 5'5", five, five, I'm going to guess 130 pounds, okay? That's cool. That's cool. And I'm not, I'm not shitting on movers, okay? Because when people ask me to move, help, help them move, I'm just like, ah, you know what? I, I can't. And I also have a firm philosophy in life that friends don't ask friends to move shit. Okay? Like, we're all adults now. You hire a moving company because your friends don't want to fucking help you. Okay? I'm just putting that out there. Maybe, maybe you think pizza and beer is a good thing, but I, I'm telling you, your friends resent you. Unless you're 19. No one wants to help you fucking move, okay? So I've hired these guys. And I'm aware that their job sucks. Okay? I know that. I'm acknowledging it. But I'm also aware that I've paid... I am paying them. Okay? So when they come up and down the stairs... And I know there's a lot of stairs. I have hauled so much shit up and down three flights of stairs. I can't even tell you at this point. I have moved so many boxes. Taken so many trips up and down these fucking stairs that I know it sucks. And it sucks hard. Okay? It sucks real, real hard. It's a bit of a Lewinsky. Okay? That's where we're at. And I know. And I appreciate it. But... When a man I'm paying comes down the stairs and he's just like oh, 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 moaning and groaning and shit, it, it, it infuriates me because you don't get to complain because I'm paying you and you're also an hour and a half late and this is your fucking job. You're at work now. Okay? You're at work. So just, just take it easy on the fucking moaning. Okay. But I went, I was like, okay, he's just a little bit 
dramatic. That's all right. So I kind of just, I'm feeling bad. And I'm also very much paralyzed. Like, I don't know what to do with myself because all I can focus on is all the things I have to do at the new house. And meanwhile, I'm at the old house and it's like, what am I going to do here? Well, I don't know, moron, look around. So eventually I cleaned out the fridge and like swept shit up and all this other stuff, stupid shit. But these two guys, you know, I don't know that I've seen a couple of fucking dumber people in my whole goddamn life. They, okay. I'm just going to tell you briefly. All right, they, they scuffed up my walls and, you know, some of that is to be expected. And they, they did take apart the frames of the bed, which was nice. And, uh, sure, one of them pinned the other one to the wall with the stand-up freezer. And maybe I laughed inappropriately loud when I heard him say, Fuck! Fuck! My fucking hand, man! You fucking jammed me against the wall with my fucking hand! Move the freezer, fuck! And I'm... I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fucking awesome. It made me laugh so hard. Idiots. Okay. Now there's an issue with, with, uh, getting the treadmill out of the, out of the furnace room. Now, you know me and my short-term memory. I don't have one. So these guys are just doing everything they can to get that treadmill out of the fucking furnace room. And they just can't do it. They're trying left. They're trying right on its side, standing up, like all this shit. And they just can't get it out. And they spent a good 20 minutes, I'm going to say, trying to get it out. And they tried. And they're like, we can't get it out. And I was like, okay, well, on to something else then, I guess. Like, pick something the fuck else. And we also had a piano, which I which I told the woman, yet another receptionist who's bent me over, about when I called her. She asked, you know, what kind of stuff do you have? What size truck do I need? I'm like, we have a piano. It's not light. It's, it's a good sized piano. It's like the piano that would be in a, in a music classroom in elementary, like that kind. Oh, okay. Yeah, no problem. We can take care of that. Blah, blah, blah. She failed to mention it's an extra charge. She said, oh, we charge $150 for that. And I was like, really? You know, you could have mentioned that in the quote, because that's kind of pertinent information. I'm like, you know, I'm a little disappointed. You guys showed up an hour and a half late. Now there's an issue with the piano and they've kind of butchered my walls a little bit. And she says, oh, well, I'll take it down to $90, which I'm assuming what is the actual price. And they just inflate it for whoever's stupid enough to fucking pay for it. And uh, also, these two guys refuse to try to move it. Okay, now here's the funny part. This is the this is my favorite part. So I'm calling Sarah and Sarah's like, fuck, can you just get them to fucking break it? Because it's just a hand me down. Like, it's not a showpiece. It's kind of a little bit water damaged somehow. And it's out of tune. And it's just like a fucking annoyance. You know what I mean? But we keep it because Malcolm's taking these piano lessons and her parents gave us this fucking piano and it's like, I don't know, what are we supposed to do with it now? So now it's going to cost us an extra 90 bucks. And the two guys refuse to move it until I say, can you guys just fucking like drop it down the stairs or something? Can you break it? And then the guy's like, oh, I'll take it home. And the the little guy's like, well, how, how are we going to do that? He's like, oh, we'll get it to my house. So I'll take it home. And I'm thinking to myself, you won't move it for me, but you're going to somehow put it in the truck and take it to your house. Yeah. Thanks, Bernard. You're the fucking best. Fuck you, man. It's just like. So now I've got to wait for this third guy ultimately. So we get the truck loaded up. Finally, finally, finally. And I was going to buy them some kind of supper or like a coffee. I got, I gave them some cool lemonade. And I was going to get some kind of lunch for them. And then I just was like fed up with the amount of crying and noising and whimpering and like bullshit they were doing. So I'm like, fuck it. You know what? You're an hour and a half late. You get no lunch. You're just going to have to fucking move. Okay. And it's taken so long. They got there at 11.30, right? And by the time they got the whole truck loaded up, less the fucking piano, I think it was... What do I think? 11.30, 12.30, 12.30. I think it was... 
I think it was like 3.30 or 4. So we're talking about four and a half hours, let's say, to move just furniture. And they didn't even take the treadmill and they haven't taken the piano yet. So that seems like a long time to me, I'm going to say, for just furniture and a few boxes and a bike and not the piano and not the treadmill. So yeah, that's fun. I feel like I could have fucking... Anyway, whatever. So we get the shit to the new house. Opening up the doors. They seem to be moving faster, maybe because the end's in sight. I don't know. They fucking smash up my walls here. And uh, I just can't wait for them to fucking leave. At this point, I'm just holding my head in my hands and just listening to them fight. They tried to get the freezer down, down the stairs, smashed up the walls. Also, the whole time ignoring where I'm asking them to put things, which I feel is also part of a mover's job, is putting things where I, I'd like them to go. So I tell them, okay, this coat, like, as they're taking stuff out, I'm like, that one goes in the basement. That one goes over here. And then they're just putting them willy-nilly. And I, I'm like, can you... They, they put it, like, they didn't ask me where anything went. I had to tell them. And if I wasn't there to tell them, they'd just put it wherever the fuck they wanted without asking me. And it just, oh, it just drove me fucking crazy. So I asked them three times to put this wooden chest downstairs ignored all three times they put the wrong tv in the in the living room i had to bring that downstairs they, and then they, when they dropped the furniture down here they literally left everything in the middle of the room <laughs> it's just awesome you guys are fucking awesome so finally everything gets unloaded okay just just fast forward i'm sure i'm missing stuff but who fucking cares and now we've got to deal with the piano and he also lays it on me that he needs to be paid in cash pardon me you need to be paid in cash. Like, what the fuck is this, 1955? I'm like, whoa, I'm like, well, you need cash? I said, why can't I play with credit card? Oh, we need cash, which seems shady as fuck to me, and it's also kind of stressing me out. So I said, okay, well, why don't you guys go to the condo and, and load up the piano, and I'll go get the cash, and then I'll meet you there. Bernard wasn't having it. I'm going to make the assumption that perhaps they have been ditched before and not received payment, so I understand. And so I go to the bank. They wait for me at the new house and uh they're there he's like okay well i'll take the payment now i'm like nope and he's he's like what do you mean i'm like i'm not paying you until you guys move the piano oh well i'm supposed to get payment right away i said nope not until you move the piano okay well i guess so you know i'm supposed to get payment right now i said well like who's on first motherfucker because yeah no you guys are shady and fucking weird and i just need that piano out so a third guy has to meet us for the piano and i don't know why but they're having a hard time getting it out of the house which is funny to me because they didn't have a hard time getting it in the house like when we first got it it was pretty smooth sailing and if you think that moving isn't an art form you'd be very very wrong the third guy that showed up moves pianos for a living it's what he does and i hate to say that he's the smart one but he was the smart one the other two were the b-side team I feel like they were just, they just gave me the shittiest movers they had for whatever reason. Maybe it's my luck. Maybe I deserve it. Maybe I'm a shitty person and I get the shitty fucking movers. So they're struggling to get this fucking stupid thing out of the house. And I hear this really loud crash and they're bumbling and fighting with each other. And I'm just, I've just, I've just fucking had it. Like I'm just ready to get these fucking idiots the fuck away from me. Like I just want them to leave. They get the piano loaded in. I'm standing there. And I'm looking at the closet, like it's one of those closets where they have two doors in it and they can kind of slide on a rail, not a rail, what do you call it? A track. Okay. So Bernard's got everything loaded up. He's like, okay, we're ready to go. And I said, uh, well, you guys knocked the door off the track. Are you going to replace that? Oh, really? Yeah. Like you didn't fucking notice that super loud fucking bang. And then 
the piano, I'm assuming, in the closet because I don't know how else you would have knocked that off. Like, don't play fucking stupid. Like, was your plan to get the piano in the truck and then just leave the, the door there for me to fucking figure out, I guess? Cocksucker. Oh, just such rage. And then the smart guy, the, the professional piano mover, comes and puts the door back on the track. Thank God. Because, like, like, who the fuck am I? I'm not Johnny Fix-It. I don't know how to do shit like that. He fixes it. We get into the truck. We all go to the new house together. And I don't know why, but I had it in my brain that those mover guys would only put it on the main floor. And I didn't even think to ask to put it in the basement, which is where I really wanted it. Because now they had three guys instead of two. And I'm still kicking myself for it. Because now as soon as you come into my house, there's like some weird room. It's the fucking weirdest thing. Because who the hell has a dining room anymore? I'm guessing that's supposed to be the dining room. But why do you need two fucking places to eat in a house? I just don't get it. I don't need a formal dining room. So now you come in, there's a chair, there's this shitty piano and a window. And I don't know, like, I don't know what the fuck. Anyway, they leave. Oh no, that's not true. I pay them out and I tipped them. Okay. I felt terrible. I didn't buy them any lunch because they were lazy and kind of cunty and I didn't want to have them. I just, I just was like, you know what? Fuck you, man. Oh, just the rage. And then right at the end, I, the piano guy leaves. They put it on the main floor. I didn't ask them to put it in the basement. I'm still fucking mad about it. And uh, now I've got to pay them. So I pay Bernard out in cash and I've got the tips, right? And they're like, oh, this was a good move. Yeah, we did a good move. Yeah, this is pretty easy. Yeah, it was a good move. And I'm just like, I'd like, you know what? I don't want to see a bad move because this was a pretty shitty fucking job. Inaccurate movers. You in no way, shape or form were accurate or effective at all. Well, I guess they were effective. I mean, the stuff get, did get from A to B. It just took like seven and a half hours total. Seven and a half hours to move for the most part furniture. Like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what the fuck they were doing that whole time. That's okay. It's all right. Have it. Good for you. I never want to see you fucking people again. I tipped them out. Have a good day. Oh, cool. oh thanks a lot. Yeah. Get the fuck out. There's the door. Off you are then. And when that truck drove away, man, I just felt this sense of serenity wash over me. And then I looked around at my house and realized that it was full of fucking useless shit. And I didn't know what to do with it. And it was brutal. And I didn't want to unpack anything because Sarah's a fucking control freak. And I don't know where to put stuff. So I didn't. And that's it. The end. The end. I'm really sorry if you listen this far. I fucking hate myself. I really do. Just a sense of self-loathing is just immense i've really uh ah oh ah Okay, change of address, 69 at gmail.com. If you need anything, Sandra D. Sanchez, Facebook, Twitter, friend, follow, whatever. Mama. All right, that's about it. I don't know. I'm going to play Brit uh, right now because someone has to say something funny and it sure as fuck isn't going to be me. God, I hate myself right now. Oh, uh-oh. Malcolm just said, is she down there? God, I got to go. Uh, okay, I'm going to plug Brit in here, and um, I think that's it. RTS, my old podcast, Return to Sender. If you want to listen to it, you only have till December, and I'm taking it down. And I'm sure I'm sure you're real keen on it. You should give it a try. I mean, you know, I've made some long-lasting friendships throughout that show. 
very kind people have reached out to me and uh, continue to be friends today. I was invited to Jolene and Dr. Mike's wedding, which I don't think I'll be able to attend because, well, lots of reasons, really. <laughs> Kids ruined my life. They destroyed my life. But funny story, right? Jolene, Dr. Mike listened to the Return to Sender podcast and they did their own podcast on our podcast. And now they're shacking up getting married. Isn't that a wonderful tale? Isn't that beautiful? And Sarah and I had broken up for a month. That podcast, boom. Now we're stuck with each other and we have two kids and we do a fairly decent job of pretending to like one another on most occasions. Podcasting. Who'd have thunk it, right? Right. Totally. Okay, here's Britt. Uh, if you need anything, reach out. Reach out and... Okay, I can't even stand myself. Okay, here's Britt. Have a good night. If you need anything, give me a call, okay? I won't answer, but you can call me. All right. Hey, listen, if you need movers, I've got some really good movers lined up for you. Okay? Just let me know. Here's Britt. Please hold. Hey! Okay. First off... I just want to say that you and Sarah are so effing cute. It's ridiculous. Um, <clears throat> I listened to <laughs> your last uh, podcast and I was at work. Yes, I got a job, but we'll get to that. Um, I was at work and you guys are just so cute. I was like smiling and I didn't even know I was smiling. And this dude I work with was like, like thought I was having phone sex with some girl because I was smiling so so much but um yeah you guys are so fucking cute um okay so some I don't know what what happened but like um uh, things kind of just like fell into place in my life um the job that I quit uh back in uh like I don't know September or whatever, um, they actually called me and, um, wanted me to take my job back and they offered me more money and everything. So I'm back at the job that I quit. It's, uh, it's a lot better now. <laughs> um, I, uh, I'm sorry. I, uh, pulled an all nighter which I'm getting way too old for, but anyway, so if I'm a little weird or uh, scatterbrained, I, uh, that is why. <laughs> um, and, uh, one of my, um, one of the, these, like, old ladies, uh, that my grandma goes to church with, I'm, she, I've known her since I was, like, a baby, but, um, her husband died, which I know is really sad, but they had, like, three cars, so they were trying to sell them because she can't drive anymore. So, um, they were selling a, a tan, uh, 99 Malibu with only 48,000 miles on it for 2,300 bucks. So, yeah, I, uh, I, I got that. So, I have a car now, and, uh... Um, sorry, someone was creeping on my conversation. Um, anyway, um, so yeah, I have this awesome car, and I named him Donovan. Uh, 
That's just like, so it's just like, he looks like a Donovan. I don't know why, but it's almost like uh, Donovan's like a, you'd expect like a, a prissy, uh, like bitch, you know, but he's just average and I freaking love him so much. So, um, yeah, I got a car, I got a job, um, still single and freaking loving every minute of it. Um, uh, I moved, um, well, my, uh, cousin owns this, um, like, farmhouse, and he's got, like, uh, seven acres, and there's a pond, and we're, like, surrounded by a cow farm, and there's a, b- a whole bunch of cows, um, and my mom, uh, is renting it from him, and it's, it's, a uh, closer to my job than my dad's house was, so, um, my sister and I actually, uh, both moved in with my mom on this farm and it's god it's amazing um like it's kind of creepy sometimes especially when you're there by yourself because there's uh like coyotes and uh who knows what else um I was actually standing out outside uh the other night and I was home by myself and the uh garage uh the light above the garage went out and it was pitch fucking black and then I started hearing howling and rustling and um oh man I just I just imagined uh like zombies or zombie coyotes or something coming after me and it like freaks me out really bad (laughs) but anyway I I just um this house is amazing um I'm trying to convince mom to uh freaking buy it um and I would help her and everything um but yeah, uh, it's really awesome, um, and the cows are always getting out and wandering in the yard and in the driveway. Like there'll be like ten of them just, just chilling in the driveway, not even like caring at all that um, I'm trying to pull into the driveway. Um, but uh, yeah, everything's actually really great. So um, okay, and uh, just a couple more things. Uh, First of all, um, I meant to tell you this way earlier, but over, um, like, New Year's and everything, uh, I was hanging out with uh, my mom and my sister and my family and everything, and my mom had had a couple rum and cokes and, like, a whole bottle of wine, so um, she was, like, in a fun mood, so I actually um, told her about um my friend shoving her dildo in my mouth (laughs) and she thought it was so funny and she said she swears they're clean everything's clean she said um honest like if 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 uh us kids were to have gotten up early enough in the morning um when like when I was in high school and everything that uh I would have seen sex toys uh drying in the uh sink uh dryer thing which uh I that was too much information for me but um yeah it was it was so funny and she was dying and I really wish I would have recorded it but it was just a spur of the moment thing (laughs) and um you Sandra are completely stalkable okay like you are on my 
stalking list. Like, I, I'm going to take a trip to Canada, and I'm going to try and stalk you. And I'm also going to try and stalk the chicks from uh, the Carmilla web series, uh, Natasha and Elise. If you haven't watched Carmilla, you definitely should. It's so amazing. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to stalk them, and I'm going to stalk you. So don't you worry. You are completely stalkable, and it's going to happen. <laughs> okay. Uh, fuck, I'm so sorry, Sandra. Please don't hate me. Uh, I don't know what my phone just did. Um, and uh, I know this is going to be long, but I haven't talked to him forever. And I... Um, uh, need some advice, and I don't freaking even remember where I was at, but, um, well, first off, I just want to say that it's really awesome, and I don't know, like, I'm proud of you for standing up to your mom and telling her how you feel and how you're going to handle the situation from now on, and, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm really glad that you stood up for yourself and, and, and everything, you know, um, my, my whole family knows that me and my sister are gay, except for my grandma and her sister, um, my great aunt, cause they're both super religious. And, um, uh, it's, it's not like, you know, you know, it's not that I'm like scared to tell them or anything, but it's, um, you know, it's that, um, that look, um, that they will forever have when they look at me, um, like, like the pity, like feel bad because I'm, pro I'm going to hell for loving who I love. And I just, uh, I'd rather not have them look at me like that for the rest of my life. I mean, they have to know that I'm gay and my, my sister's gay because we've never brought guys to family events it's always girls and we've always lived with roommates you know like so but I'm just I'm really I'm really proud of you and I know it sucks that uh, your your mom doesn't agree and and you guys probably won't talk about this again for 10 years but um it's just it's got to be like just a weight off of you knowing that you don't have to fake it anymore you don't have to leave your kid out and leave Sarah out and all that. Um, so yeah, I just, I just wanted to say that. Um, okay. So, all right, this is going to get, it's going to be kind of hard, but, uh, so I found out, okay. I don't know. This might be too strong. I don't know. Basically the only girl who I have I don't know ever really really loved and the only girl who I I could have seen myself settling down and and getting married and all that stuff um I well I found out that she's getting married next year to her girlfriend and um I don't know, uh, well, yeah, I, I do know how I feel. I'm just trying not to feel about it. Um, trying to not care. Um, because the most ridiculous thing is, 
Um, well, we've known each other since I was like 15. Um, so like 11 years. Um, but she lives in Alabama and we've never actually met each other in person. And I just, I know we've never met each other in person, but just no one has ever made me feel the way that she does. And like, I'm glad she's happy and found someone. But, you know, at the same time, I'm not. But, um, uh, she, yeah, she, you know, she's, uh, gonna invite me to the wedding and, uh, everything, because we're, we're still good friends. We don't talk as much. Um, it's mostly my fault for being an asshole, but I don't know. I just, uh, I'm trying to decide if going to the wedding is a good idea. Like, I don't know if maybe it'll give me some sort of closure, if closure even really exists. Or if I'm just going to fucking embarrass myself and her and ruin her wedding. I don't want that to happen, which is why I'm, I'm, I'm going to take my sister with me and maybe one other person to help keep me in check. Um, I mean, honestly, the worst that I hope happens is that I just lose my shit and I have to leave. I don't know. I know it's... um. I know it's ridiculous and I know I know it doesn't make any sense and I know fucking lesbians and their fucking online long distance relationships and shit but I don't know. I just I'm not over it, you know. And uh I don't I don't know. I don't know how to get over it. I don't know if I can. I don't know if it'll just go away one day or just just uh, be dull until I think about her or something. I don't know. Anyway, but um, yeah, I'm, I don't know. Oh, I guess we'll see how that goes. But all right. Um, I should probably get back to work and do some shit, although I really just want to take a nap. But oh, God. I'm uh, supposed to go out to dinner with friends for sushi. Mmm, spicy crab rolls. So fucking good. But, um, yeah, I, I just, I hope everything's good. And I can't wait to hear your beautiful, sexy voice. I've been going back and listening to your old ones because I miss you. So, um, don't leave me hanging too long. Don't leave us hanging too long. You know, you got lifers, no matter how long it takes you to get out of podcast I will forever uh be here to listen and uh one day I'll be peeking through your windows so be ready for that okay uh I gotta go sorry this was so long and sorry that it's like fucked up probably but um I love you and I hope everything's good I hope the kids are good and um yeah all right I will uh talk to you later and that was a truck not a dryer all right bye